0: We've got Misha and Ron here with us now, who are the founders of Suicide Watch and Wellness Foundation. How are you both, first of all?
2: Uh, we're both doing really we doing well, Toby. And how are you? That's that's important.
0: Yes, it's very important. Yes, nothing to complain about. I'm actually doing quite well. I'm surprisingly happy, but for no reason. Is that normal? <laughs>
2: Yes it is. It's good to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know we're proud of you. We're proud of you Toby with your yeah. with your podcast. We yeah. um we see that you have a lot of uh listeners which is awesome.
0: Well, it's great to have them. So, as the founders of the Suicide Watch and Wellness Foundation, can you guys just describe what it is? Is it pretty self-explanatory?
2: Uh yes it is. It's um but it's self-explanatory in the sense that Um, you know, we want to prevent suicide, right? It's an epidemic and a crisis in this world. And, but you know, you can't prevent something unless you are watching it. Mm. Hence our, our name, Suicide Watch. We have to watch for the signs. We have to watch for, you know, for each other and, and, and take care of each other and, and, and look and someone's not okay. You have to ask them, you know, if you see someone who's not smiling, who doesn't, who you haven't seen in a while or. You know, that sort of thing you have to say, are you okay? Yeah. So our suicide watching sure. wellness foundation is set up to try to get one of, you know, individuals to, you know, stop paying attention to one another, mm-hmm. you know, and start and, and, and and care about one another. Like right now, if I know you're interested, you're watching the Olympics yeah. and you see how uh, Simone Biles, she had to get out because of her um, mental well-being, and Naomi Osaka as well. And yeah. so we, we have these issues and instead of people booing them, being upset with them, you know, we have to be excited. You know, we have to say, yay. You know, mm-hmm. there there are people who are now realizing that a, a, a broken mind is hard to see, you mm-hmm. know, like we can see a broken leg or a broken heart. I mean, a broken leg or a broken arm, but we can't see a broken heart or a broken mind. You see? Yeah. So our organisation is designed to try to get people now to start reaching out toward one another, taking care of our neighbours, our families and our friends. Yeah. And a lot
0: of the time when you hear about a suicide that's happened, it's always somebody that they're like, oh, they were always so happy and they never noticed anything wrong with them. So what actually are the signs that we are able to spot if we're trying?
2: Okay, and thank you for asking that question because, yeah, people do say, oh, they were so happy. Mm. I don't understand. Last night they were wonderful. Kate Spade. Yeah. um is an is an example anthony bourdain is another example there's a um a, a dietitian and nutritionist in new york city um uh you know she committed suicide uh she was happy yeah. everyone thought she was just you know fine and it was like what happened to her you know she always would make she was interested in you know making everybody happy and and and, and smile Tara Condell. um some of the signs to look for is just that yeah. someone being overly happy when you yeah. it's like uh, are you okay uh, overly happy what do I mean meaning there's no reason for them to say oh I'm fine and almost uh, almost um, offering their their happiness before you even ask that <laughs> makes sense
0: yeah.
2: um also uh, being withdrawn that's another one see it goes on both sides you see yeah. suicide uh, yeah suicide can go from one to 100 right? So any changes in someone that you care about, someone that you know, you know them, right? Yeah. So you'll know when you see something. So you have to be, that's what you have to watch. It's not any in particular sign. It changes with each individual. Mm. That's why we, as you know, we have to watch our loved ones and our friends and the people we care about. You will know. I'm sure you know, right? Do you yeah. have sisters and brothers? Or, yeah, I know you have friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have imaginary friends at the very least, but I do oh, have okay, a couple sorry. of siblings. Yeah.
2: Okay. So if they, so, you know, when y'all are growing up, right, one day if somebody, if they're not acting right or acting like they're, you're right, you can tell, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, there
2: you go. Those, we know the signs. We know the signs. Yeah. And
0: sometimes after a suicide has happened, people might feel a bit guilty for not having noticed the signs. Is that worth feeling guilty about? Can you really blame someone?
2: No. And there's, no. And you know what? There's a lot of grief going on because people suffer in silence. Yeah. And, you know, there's several kinds of, of, su- of, of guilt. We have, we have what you call survivor's guilt. All yeah. right. So you have those students at Parkland High School. Their friends died because of those shootings. Right. Yeah. Guess what? Few of them committed suicide afterwards mm-hmm. because they felt like, why, why are their friends dead? And they're not. So yeah. that's called survivor's guilt. OK, it's not. There is a, a a really a sad story about a, a fireman named David Dangerfield, lived in Vero Beach, Florida. Everybody loved him again. Happy man. Uh, he was a, um, you know, a, he was a football coach for Little League. He was a, a um, what do you call this? He was a, 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 um, a, a what do you call it when, you know, when people are swimming. The. Um, Oh God! Anyway, he <laughs> he was at the ocean, and if somebody looked like they were drowning, he'd save them. Okay,
0: <laughs> lifeguard.
2: i was like, thank you. He was a lifeguard. Jesus. <laughs> um, the other thing he did was that he was uh, for the um uh, for the Boy Scouts. He was the coach yeah. for the Boy Scouts, and he also was an EMT. He was a firefighter, right? Yeah. And uh, he just he was the everybody loved him. He knew everybody's birthdays, all this. Yeah. Well, one day <clears throat> he wrote. Uh, an, e- an email note. He said that 25 years of babies and people dying in my arms, the pain stops now. Mm. And he drove to a, 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 a location and he called 911 and he told them where they could find his body. And he shot himself. Mm. Come to find out later that this person, David Dangerfield was seeing a psychiatrist three times a week. No one knew. And what he was doing was he was tormenting himself. Well, every time he couldn't save someone, every time someone died from smoke inhalation or burned up or whatever, he would torture himself. I should have went through the front door. Should have went through the back door. Maybe I should have gotten the ladder. Maybe I should have just the would have could have should have. And that's what killed him. Yeah. Several several um, stories like that. But the main thing we have to understand is that they didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, it's, if if David, someone just could have told them, you didn't start the fire. You saw you mm. didn't kill the people, you know what I mean? And mm. then just to put some sort of a a, a a proper focus on on the on the on these uh individuals who and they so they end up suffering in silence and they end up, you know, just taking their lives. And the other thing too, in our research, talking to a lot of people, is that we found that they do see psychiatrists, some psychiatrists put them on medication, right? Yeah. They feel like the medications aren't working. So they take some, themselves off the medication or the doctor changes the medication. We talked to a lady, uh, her name is Teresa. Her niece had an incident like that, where she was 12 years old and she got in a car accident and her, and her eye, her eye was a big, as big as a, like a, a melon.
3: Mm.
2: So they, uh, uh, you know, they got the, the inflammation down and all that, but the doc, but she went to, went to school. She was a, a straight A student, cheerleader, everything, you know, mm. um, honor society go you know thinking about college at at 12 um she went back to school after she uh, recuperated and all of a sudden she didn't like school Hmm. she didn't like people around her she had a lot of friends she didn't want them around her anymore so the doctor ends up putting her on medication right depression this that and the other okay so guess what happens 19 years old she goes through this for all these years right like six seven years Hmm. and um changing medications back and forth and Teresa said to me you know what Misha she said um every time we change medications we're on suicide watch right and I was like oh my gosh come to find out finally one doctor when she was 19 years old decided let me check something else and told me you know what they checked her peripheral vision Uh there was nothing wrong with her in the very beginning it's a peripheral vision (laughs) if they had just operated back then when she was 12 she would have never been on medication Yeah, and her peripheral vision was throwing her balance off and that's what was depressing her she was uh you know uncomfortable with a lot of people being around her she was getting claustrophobic because of her peripheral vision a simple cure can you believe this yeah so we got to stop doing the medicine we got to stop every time somebody says that they're hurt they're depressed they're anxious you know putting putting them on pills you know we got to stop popping the pills
0: Mm, absolutely Uh
2: uh-huh yep yeah and that, of course, you know about the the uh, the um, whole business of everybody getting um, uh, overdosing and oh, yeah. also um, getting, you know, dependent on those uh, prescription drugs. See, that's another thing.
0: Yeah, that's a whole other. So we, actually. so
2: Ron and I, yeah, Ron and I have a um, a very awesome program, which is is it says instead of the pill, the pen; instead mm. of the pill, the play. Instead of the pen, the, the, instead of the pill, the music. In other words, yeah. we're going to have our, one of our programs is having individuals um, learn about themselves through music, through dance, through poetry. Yeah. Like, Let's start there. Art therapy. I know, you know, that's big. You know that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited about our, about what we're, doing, what we're launching. And uh, it's just it's just amazing. Of How many people we're going to help, how many people we're going to touch, because it's all about all of us working together. Our mission is huge, but we cannot do it alone. Yeah. And besides the
0: lack of awareness of these suicide signs, what else is contributing to this pandemic?
2: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Bullying Mm. is a big one. Young or or old, you know, people, uh, bullying is terrible. Um, there was a, a several teenagers that we uh, spoke to, you know, or little kids who were like, even elementary school. You know, children can be mean. Yeah. You know, oh, you're too fat, you're ugly, you should kill yourself. Mm. Oh, we'll even show you how to do it. Yes, a nine year old, a six year old, killing themselves, hanging themselves. Yeah, bullying is huge. Um, trauma is another one. Uh, terminal uh, terminal illness is another one. Anxiety is another one. PD, uh post traumatic the post traumatic uh, uh, syndrome disorder is another one. As uh, so our veterans, they're big, big with that. I mean, you know, it's just it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, So a lot of those different things, people being lonely, um, folks suffering from having uh, domestic uh, violence, you know, and they feel like there's no way out. Yeah. Uh, Folks feeling like they're alone. There's no one who's going through anything like they're going through. They feel like they're the only ones. And that's what happens. They end up suffering in silence. They don't want to talk to people. No one asks, are you OK? They don't want to tell someone they're not OK, but it's OK okay not to be okay, but they don't want to say it because then folks are going to do what? Start looking at them sideways. Yeah. Start whispering behind their back. And so they end up just keeping it all in, and then they end up telling themselves, you know what? And You know what? I'm just out of here. As a matter of fact, um, uh, ter- ter- uh, Tara Condell said, this is very sad. You can look her up. Tara Condell. New York Post did the, uh, uh, just a phenomenal uh, article about her. They actually printed the letter she wrote Her suicide letter. And I'm just going to say one thing that struck me like when she she said this in her letter.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass." Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: She said one thing she's learned or come to realize and to accept is the fact that hope is just delayed disappointment. Can you believe that? Wow. Hope is delayed disappointment. Now, you know, that's 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 when once you say once you believe that there's no hope in your life, then you feel like you don't need to live anymore.
0: Yeah. And that
2: made me think of Jesse Jackson. Do you know the Reverend Jesse Jackson?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
2: OK, well, anyway, he's back in the day, you know, civ- yeah. civil rights movement and all that. But he used to say his his mantra, he used to say, keep hope alive. And that's it just struck me when she said, now I see why he said that. Keep mm. hope alive, because if you don't, you might not live. Yeah. and that was very that was very telling when she said that. Hope is delayed disappointment. Now you know we cannot do- we cannot let our fellow uh, friends and family believe that. We cannot, yeah. not for one minute. <laughs> yeah. Hope is not delayed disappointment. I wish I could have met her and told her that.
0: Yeah, for sure. So you're working for a huge cause. Is there something personal behind the creation of suicide watch?
2: Um, the only personal thing behind that, I'm a pretty happy person. I, yeah. I have two sisters. Um I have a, a wonderful mom. She's awesome. My father passed away. I have mm. an awesome husband, Ron. Mm. So we met in school. We both graduated from Syracuse University. So here's what happened, though. We were on the bus in New York, uh, going to New Jersey on the bus. Yeah. And the bus driver said, do you see that bridge over there? And I was like, yeah, George Washington Bridge. He said, uh-huh. Do you know more than 10 people jump off that bridge every day? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? OK, so that's all. That's all I said is what? All right. Yeah. But then he goes further to say that the, the New York, New Jersey Port Authority pays magazines and newspapers not to print this information because it would it would disturb their tourists. Mm. Now, that's when I got angry. Yeah. And I looked at Ron. I said, Ron, we got to do something about this. And us being in the entertainment industry ourselves, that's where, you know, we, we they were familiar with the, that medium. I said, we have to do something. And that's what really started the whole thing of us doing research. It started there. And when we researched, we found out that, oh, my gosh, suicide has gone up 30% in the last five years. This is crazy. It's like, well, who's doing anything about this? So there's a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations that are talking about suicide prevention, prevention, prevention. Yeah, but it's not being prevented because guess what? Nobody's watching. Nobody knows what to look for and so or they're not paying attention let me let me put it like that you know what I mean you know you got to pay attention to people and that's what we hope we'll, we'll be doing with Suicide Watch and Wellness Foundation we hope to wake people up you know mm-hmm. enlighten them be, to become aware that they must pay attention so that that's it uh, for as far as um as far as my personal our personal experience yeah and and, and may I say something uh
3: yeah, of course. The main goal of Suicide Watch and Wellness Foundation is to be able to catch suicide and uh, and or mental health, uh, uh, you know, tendencies before they begin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in other words, we call ourselves the "before people" <laughs> because you know what, it, it, it's a it's it's a thing that happens. Like Misha just indicated that from one to hundred, you mm-hmm. know, there are several levels and things like that, that can push people over the edge. Mm-hmm. So, and watching them at these points of life, changes and difficulties and things like that, it, it is the most important thing mm-hmm. because it just doesn't happen that a person wants to commit suicide that day and all has ideations or ideas to be able to want to commit suicide. Yeah. It begins somewhere this is where we come in mm-hmm. And also if the people already committed suicide and family members are grieving mm-hmm. we've got tools and and and, and, uh, and, and, op- and and ways to be able to sort of assist and be able to sort of uh, intervene mm-hmm. with, psych- with with psychologists with uh, social workers mm-hmm. and people like that in other words, in other words, We are basically saying we have to be there for each other. Mm -hmm. We have to, because we are connected people. We connect. We we, we live as a, like right now, as you are on the phone with us talking Mm. and exchanging ideas and things Mm. like that. It's important that we keep this in the conscience of the people Uh 24-7. Because it's not something that just happened today.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And where do you see the organization in the next five years?
2: Oh gosh, uh, w- worldwide, yeah, worldwide, all over. Uh, because we're going to be. Because here's what it is: we're bringing communities together. Mm. Uh huh. And um, we, we've got a program that is going to. You know how they have those uh uh AAA? A oh, not AAA. Um, AAA programs with people for yeah. Alcohol Anonymous. Oh yeah. We have a program similar to that for for folks who are suffering in silence, and I'm very excited about that. And that's yeah. going to be worldwide. We're going to have uh, cottages that we're going to uh, where people can come and 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 yeah uh, feel feel better about their conditions through the therapists and social workers and the teachers, psychologists that are going to work with them, and uh, we expect we those to be all over the world as well so worldwide worldwide this is a worldwide epidemic and a crisis although in america it's 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 really bad and then of course it's even gotten worse since COVID 19 oh my gosh oh yeah yes all people you know uh, being um isolated from one another you know yeah we're like a a, a, we're creatures who love to socialize and so COVID 19 has really thrown a loop (laughs) to you know to everybody but you got to be happy with yourself our One of our our goals, Toby, is for folks to, you know, get to know yourself, get to know yourself. That's real important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we need something like that. I've never thought of that before, that we have support groups for addictions, but not necessarily for just simply having issues with your mental health. Yes. Yes,
2: yes mental and, and and getting and keeping your mental mental your mental fitness yeah. that's what we've been thinking about after Simone and and Naomi and several other uh, athletes look at um the uh, the swimmer um my uh, Phelps Michael Phelps same thing yeah. you know mental fitness is very important and then we kind of forgot forgotten about it or never really thought about it we yeah. just let it go you know and then there's also a stigma mm. toby there's a lot of stigma surrounding suicide oh, yeah. all right uh-huh. What about the religious people? Oh, if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's terrible. So we have these stigmas that nobody wants to, this is why nobody wants to say anything. My gosh, you're being judged, you're being branded as a as a some kind of a sinner. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of work we have to do. A lot.
3: Yeah. And, and, and Toby, this is a serious topic, you know, and, and 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 you know, we have to approach it with serious action mm-hmm. because. And again, all hands on deck. Mm. It's not only Toby, Ron, or Misha. In <laughs> other words, it's the people around us. That's right. Because yeah. we have to involve inform- and that's why that's why this uh, th- this awareness is not just an awareness. Yeah. But it's a campaign. Yes. That is going to be national, where people will be involved mm. in it. Mm. Because it's only when people can see somebody like them and mm. hear people going through the same. Uh, you know uh, uh, things in life mm-hmm. that they are able to respond and say hey i didn't know mm-hmm. that person there that uh, lady over here mm-hmm. so and so they going through the same things that i'm going but at the same time they're maintaining a certain attitude because you got to understand mm-hmm. it's about breaking that stigma mm-hmm. you cannot break the stigma if you're scared to talk if you if scared to talk and yeah. al- al- also at the same time it's
2: like that's the way to attack suicide, Yes, yeah. to break that stigma. Yeah, and so, suicide has no favorites, by the way.
0: No, absolutely.
2: And mm-hmm. it, it affects everyone, Toby, everyone. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe all these people. You It doesn't matter how much money you make, doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you live in this world, suicide has no favorites.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Money can't buy you happiness. No, no.
2: no. Absolutely not.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, where are the listeners able to support this organization and keep up to date with it?
2: All right, they can go to our website, suicidewatchandwellnessfoundation.org dot org, or they can go to Misha M I S H A Misha I Care C A R E dot com, and let me tell you about this very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. We are gathering people, and this is going to be ex- this is going to be so much fun yeah. when they go. Because that's another thing dealing with suicide is we mustn't make it like dull or sad or is me. No, people have to wake up and 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 brighten up, right? Yeah. So on our website, there'll be a place where you people can go, and they can say, "I want to do a commercial," because we're going to be having these commercials, which is the like Ron mentioned earlier. Our campaign, right? Yeah. Our campaign is, "Are you okay?" Right. I care, you care, we care. These are PSAs, right? Hmm. Public service announcements. I just call them commercials because we're going to pay for them to be on TV, okay? We're not playing around. If we're serious about a campaign and we're serious to get some action going on here, we can't just give this these wonderful uh, spots to the t- television station and say, oh, just put this on whenever. No, we're going to say we want it to go on this show, after this show, during this news, during that, 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 that. Wow. And so you got to pay for that, okay? But here's what happens. Everybody... It's going to be 30, 30 seconds public service announcements. They can say whatever they want to say. They can talk about suicide or they can talk about being bullied. They can talk about being happy. It doesn't matter, right? So what's going to happen is, is that this national campaign, this, this, these public service announcements are going to be all over TV, all over the country, right? All they have to say, no matter what they say, at the end, they say, I'm joining Misha and make my are you okay call today. My name is Candace and I care. I'm joining Misha and make my are you OK call today. My name is Toby and I care. I'm joining Misha. Can you imagine these all over the country, all over the world at some point? Oh, I love it. And make that all. Now, look how how deep that is. All they have to do is pick up the phone and ask somebody today, are you OK? And I hope when we get done with this podcast that you pick up the phone, Toby, and ask someone Call somebody that you haven't seen in a while. Call somebody that didn't look too good the last time you did see them and say, hey, are you okay?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I'll try.
2: It goes a long way in saving a life. Yeah. It it, it truly does. Because we've talked to people who've said, who've attempted suicide and didn't succeed. And said, you know, if somebody just asked me if I was okay that day, I would have cried and told them, no, I'm not. You see? Yeah. You see? So we have to ask that question hmm. Oh, so I was going to say, so when you so even when you go to com, it'll still bring you to the Suicide Watch and Wellness Foundation uh, website.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show. It's been great having you here.
2: Well, thank you for inviting us. Thank you.